Don't you love Wednesday night? I mean, the opportunity to come and, and just kind of recharge your batteries, right? And just uh, enjoy just incredible worship. I mean, we are blessed, aren't we, on a Wednesday night. I, I got to tell you, I hope you know that. You guys are being spoiled on a Wednesday night by incredible worship and what Pastor Mark and his team uh, is doing. Thank you guys for all that you do. And uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful time to be here uh, in Victory Church. Uh, it's hard to believe uh, that uh, that two weeks, two weeks from tonight, get this, two weeks from tonight, we'll, we'll come together and uh, it'll be our Thanksgiving uh, kind of celebration, our communion service. It's hard to believe, right? I mean, think about it. Two weeks from tonight, we'll come together for Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving is one of my, my favorite times. Uh, any other foodies in the house? I mean, on that day, I mean, it's, it's turkey. I don't know who the star is. Is it the turkey or is it the side dishes when you think about it? I say it's just an all-star table when you think about the turkey and the ham. And then when you take a hot yeast roll and just kind of cut it in half, and I'm just telling you what I do. I put some butter in there, and then I probably will take a, a slice of ham and put it in top of that. And then I don't stop there. I love the corn casserole. The corn casserole where the cheese is just kind of melted, and it begins to get those little brown spots on the top. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then the sweet potato casserole. We can't leave that out. When we're talking about food, I just love it, man. On that day, whenever the sweet potato casserole and all the goodness, what about the goodness that's on the top, you know? Forget about all the, the bottom stuff, but just the crunch and the, the caramel and everything else that's on there. And then I love the, the bowl of mashed potatoes. And you have just a chunk of butter there that's kind of melting because the potatoes are so hot. How many's ready for some Thanksgiving right now, man? Let's don't even wait. I mean, come on, bring it on right now. How many of you know that at some point, some point here's, here's how that day will, will play out. At some point on that day, in two weeks, we'll have that first plate. And you know it's a two-plate minimum on Thanksgiving, right? You do know that, right? Two-plate minimum. At some point, we're all going to kind of express that I am, I am, I am so full, right? You're going to say those words, I am so full. You may even say, man, my eyes were bigger than my what? my stomach. I can't take another bite, but I'm so full. And it's amazing that by three o'clock, how many of you know that it's all kind of settled down and you get to go back and hit it again on Thanksgiving day, just one more round. And you walk over there and you say, man, I am so, so full. We'll all say that probably. How many of you are grateful for stretchy pants on that day? Amen. Come on. You can put the comfortable clothes on and say, man, just, let's just get comfortable. Let's enjoy this day. Matter of fact, Kelly and I, uh, we're, we're foodies. We love to, to dine. Well, Kelly loves to dine, and I like to eat. So that's the, that's the bottom line. And so we're, we're, we're trying to be more uh, kind of intentional about our weekly date nights. And so we do that. And, and I'll tell you this, uh, for those that are married, married people in the house, okay, uh, you may say, hey, I've got 20 years, I'm at 30 years, 50 years. How many of you know that you need to be intentional and make sure that you're doing your date nights, right? Come on, this is just a timeout right here, sitting so part of the message. But we need to make sure that we're having some kind of date night. And ours always kind of focuses around food. And when we're in a restaurant, if, if we're not at doing a kind of a hungry Howie's night or maybe a five guys and we're saying, hey, let's 
just step it up tonight and let's just have a a nice dinner, a nice meal, a little more than Taco Bell. Uh, Then we go out and and we'll do the appetizer. Uh, And then, of course, uh, you know, when you order your entree, there's always, what, the soup or the salad. And then the entree comes out. And we have all of a sudden, over the probably the last year, have become dessert people. Before that, we were never dessert people. But now we're just hitting it all the buckets all the way down because we just love food. And I can tell you that, man, we get through the appetizer, get through the soup, the salad. And I'm just, I'm just mowing through, man. And I love just a wonderful uh, medium to medium rare steak. And I'm just cranking it down. And I look over there and Kelly, I'm about halfway. Kelly's maybe taking two bites and she goes, okay, I'm full. I'm full. I begin to smile because you know what that means? That means that becomes my dinner tomorrow night, you know? So yeah, honey. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm so full. But whenever I look at her or whenever we communicate that on Thanksgiving day, we can never really We hear someone say, I'm full, but more times than not, I can't really physically tell that you're full, but you can, you can feel that from the inside out. Think about this whenever someone communicates that I'm a fully devoted follower of Christ. There should be those moments when we can look at our testimony And it should resemble someone that's a fully devoted follower of Christ. That there should be not only that internal growth, but then it manifests outside. But that's not always always the case, especially for some individuals that are on the campus tonight that are new followers of Christ, that have made that decision, said, "I'm, I'm a follower of Christ but yet they haven't gotten there. When you, when you think about behaviors and someone says, man, I'm unchurched, I've, and I can tell you that it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent that we live in a society, a broken society, where people have never entered into any type of church, any type of worship, any type of relationship. And so when they make that decision, they very well could be in a, a situation, in a behavior that possibly a single individual that's engaging in really uh, unhealthy behaviors that should only happen within the confines of a marriage, but they haven't learned that yet. They haven't really had a chance to become a disciple and dig in to God's Word, and that it could be a situation to where they're saying, hey, I'm, I've got all of this bitterness and anger and resentment that has built up, and I'm a follower of Christ, but they haven't yet Uh, arrived. And I've witnessed that. I've experienced that with new believers right here on our campus as I'm in the lobby and and just greeting people as they come and go. And, and, you know, what do you do with someone that's new in their faith? And they say, man, what a heck of a service. But they didn't say heck. And And you know this person has made that decision and they're growing and they're saying, you know, I haven't, haven't gotten to that point that I've really been able to polish things up. How many of you know, even as a seasoned follower of Christ, that it's a journey? That we've been able to nail down some areas in our own lives as a seasoned follower of Jesus. 
But yet there's always, there seems to be that one area over here that you say, man, God, I'm, I'm fully devoted over here. But you know the struggle is real in this area in my life. And God, I need, I need help. I need help whenever we begin to look at our own lives and say, man, I'm a fully devoted uh, follower of Christ. What does that look like? Here's the, here's the thought. Here's the idea uh, for tonight. And I've got good news. That God is fully responsible for those that have fully devoted their lives to him. That God is fully responsible for those that have committed, that have devoted, that have said that I'll be a follower of Christ, that, that we can let that rest in God's hand. So tonight, if you're a new believer or a seasoned believer, there's going to be some great reminders for us tonight. Matter of fact, this is a question for everyone in the house, whether you're here or watching online, and you can ask yourself this question, is there, is there room for improvement? Is there room for improvement? And we're, we're coming in on the end of another year. It's hard to believe next year's 2020, 2019. And we begin to do all of the evaluations and begin to look uh, at our own lives. And if you're a business person, you begin to look at your business and say, what's going on? What can we do differently in 2020 to be more successful than we were in 2019? If you're a department leader, you're saying, okay, in my department, what is it that we can do if we begin to kind of push everything away and it's just a natural progress. And I can tell you that we're going to launch from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And if I can kind of just set this up for you as you get there, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, this is exactly what's going on with Paul. Paul is, 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 is mindful of the new church that he's instrumental in, in getting off the ground and lifting it and say, man, what is going on? I, I understand the culture that this new church is in, the church at Thessalonica and all of the challenges, the immorality, just a free-willing lifestyle. And he's, he's having to pull out sooner than what he thought that he would. And, and now it's on his mind and he's thinking about this new church and what do they do? They send Timothy in and say, Timothy, go and, and work with the people, but then come back and give us a report. You can read the first four chapters and find out for yourself that, that Timothy does just that. And then he comes back to Paul and he gives a report. And, and Paul, in, in his first thought, he's really worried because he's saying, man, I know the circumstances and the persecution that this church is surrounded. Matter of fact, I was there. I felt it. I had to leave because it was so intense and great, and I'm, I'm wanting to establish other churches. How, how are things going? Timothy comes back with incredible news. You're pleasantly surprised. Hey, listen, Paul, I'm going to tell you, the church, the church is doing well. They, they are standing in their faith. They, they, are, they are following the model that we have given to them and I can tell you it's wonderful, but I will tell you that they're still challenged. It's a new church. Man, they're still surrounded and tempted. The tempter is coming to really step back into an old lifestyle. But Timothy is telling this to Paul, and so Paul begins to, to write his letter, and he's communicating in chapter 4 saying, listen, we've given you that model. We've kind of modeled it for you. We were living there with you. 
And Timothy is telling me that you're doing a great job, but let me tell you this. Keep doing what you're doing. Do it more because the tempter is coming, but stand strong in your faith. Keep doing what we taught you to do. Do it more and more and more. How can we? When we're surrounded by all of the pressures, even within our own culture, in our own histories, in our own backgrounds, the word is for us tonight that we continue to stand strong in our faith. And the model that has been given to us in God's word, that we can surrender and trust God because God is fully responsible for those that have fully devoted their lives to him. And in verse 16, he begins this, and he says what? Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for those in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's a powerful, powerful uh, word. That's a powerful scripture for us to harness tonight. And we think about Paul as he's writing that and saying, hey, be joyful. Be joyful always. How many of you know that's a lot easier said than done? Be joyful always. My mind as I'm preparing for this message, was drawn back to a family that I spent some time with this past Sunday afternoon as they kind of gathered by the bedside of their father. And in that moment where they're weeping and they're crying and there's mourning and realizing that he is really, he's, no long, he's more in the presence of God than he is right here, but yet they have the hope because of his testimony that he was an individual that had committed his life to follow Jesus. So even in that most difficult hour, even in that most difficult moment, they're able to stand there and to find some, some, glim, some glimmer of joy to be able to say we can find joy even in this situation because of one reason, because of the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us to endure those moments that we experience in life. How many of you are grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in us tonight to say no matter what might come our way, that same Holy Spirit that dwelled and moved among the people The Thessalonians, that same Holy Spirit is alive and well and within us tonight to say, yes, I can. I can be joyful because God, man, he's fully responsible. And he says, pray what? He continues to write. He says, pray continually. When you think about that passage, pray continually. What he's saying is look for those opportunities. Look for those opportunities, early church to have a conversation with the Father daily. Pray continually, to be in a spirit of prayer. Uh, Just recently, two weeks ago, I was on the phone with uh, just a dear friend, and uh, we were kind of going back and forth, and uh, it was really 20 minutes uh, on the phone, and I'm I'm normally a two to three, five minute uh, conversation on the phone, and we kind of wrap it up. This just went on and on and on, 20 minutes. And it was a good conversation, uh, one that we don't have often, but he's sharing with me just kind of some things that's going on in his life and his family. And he, when we talk about prayer continually, he said, man, I'm just, 
worried for my wife, you know, just physically, she's okay, but just something with her knee, with her foot, she just can't get around from point A to point B. It's very challenging, very difficulty, and I got to tell you, you know, she went to a, a, a continuing education conference, and I knew that this is a large, kind of large campus that she would be on, and that she would have to park her car and then make her way into the building, and and then I know that she would just be in great pain. Now, I'm, I am one that has uh, experienced gout. Anybody else in the house that has experienced gout? I know a few of you have. That's a painful situation to know that you have to get out of the vehicle and a, a walk that would normally take you about 30 seconds, you're seven minutes into this and sweat is just dripping and pain and you're fighting it back and knowing, man, this is painful. And so I'm, I'm feeling him as he's describing this situation that his wife is in such great pain. And he said, man, I even, I even prayed. I don't even know. I prayed, I prayed this. He's kind of running it by me as this, if, is, is this okay? I just prayed. I don't know if God even cares about this, but I pray, God, you know, just will you give her a good parking spot? And so he said, you know, we come back together and, and we're having the kind of a recap of the day and I said, the meeting went well. And he said, well, how'd you, how'd your parking go? She goes, well, you're not going to believe this. You won't believe it. I, I got the best parking spot in the parking lot. I mean, if you know that God cares about the most insignificant minor things in life, that we can go to him with all of our prayer requests, needs, and desires and lay them at his feet, and we can do this through the conversation every day. And Paul is communicating this, pray, pray, pray daily. Have a conversation with the Lord. Have a conversation with your Father. That's what Paul is saying. How do you know that communication, conversation is important in any relationship, especially marriage? We, Kelly and I just came back two weeks ago from visiting our son, Grant and Brittany, celebrating uh, my son's, uh, my grandson's first birthday, Judah. One, man, what a great trip. On the way up, we stopped off at Charleston, spent a couple of days there, and then made our way on up to Camp Lejeune, Jacksonville, North Carolina, but in order for us to get there in time to be able to set up and to enjoy the party, uh, we had to leave at like 4.30 on a Saturday morning. And so we're driving, driving along. And, you know, and, and of course, uh, it's kind of quiet in the car at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, sometimes I'm just having a conversation with myself. I don't know if anybody else is listening in, in the car, but Kelly happened to be awake and and I was kind of recapping all you baseball fans, recapping the World Series and what happened in the Washington Nationals and doing this thing. And I'm telling Kelly, I'm like, Kelly, this is just amazing. I said, I love watching the Game 7 of any World Series to know that there are young men, young guys, 20-somethings that are out on the field and just to see that moment to where uh, they've won the game. I didn't have a dog in that hunt at all. Uh, and just watching that, but yet they drop to their knees, just a great, that's the pinnacle, the pinnacle of their profession, the pinnacle from Little League T-ball all the way to the World Series, and you just see this really play out, and I'm, I'm having this conversation with her, it's more me than her, but then she chimes in, and she, she, she says, you know what, and one of their biggest, biggest sponsors is Walgreens. I'm like, Walgreens? What do, you, what do you mean, Walgreens? She goes, one of their biggest sponsors, 
Walgreens, you know the, the W on their the W on their hat. You know how you have sponsors in, in baseball? The W on their hat is, is Walgreens. And of course it hit me. I'm like, you know, that's brilliant. What a she's a brilliant woman. She's a great marketer. I mean, Walgreens, come on, when you, when you drive up to a Walgreens, the entrance, does it not, the hat and the entrance to, when you, the hat and the entrance, it's the, the Walgreens W. And I've laughed, I've laughed about that. That, is, that has just brought a smile to my face multiple times since our trip to where she said, yeah, that's the, Walgreens is the big sponsor. Here's, here's the brilliance of it. She's a lot better than I am at doing this and nurturing our relationship. Really, it kind of, it caught me. You know, she was engaging in a conversation with me as her husband at 4.30 in the morning and really trying to validate or to kind of affirm me and saying, you know what, I really don't know a lot about baseball, but I'm willing to have this conversation with you at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I could see how the W's, the Walgreens, and the Washington Nationals, it does look like that. But, man, kudos to her. I mean, kudos to her because that was, that's what she was doing. Now think about our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father says, come on, bring it. Talk to me. I want to hear all about it. Tell me, angry? Yep, come on, bring it on. Disappointed? Yep, come on, yep. Man, feeling no self-worth? Yet. Tell me all about it. I'm your, I'm your Heavenly Father. That's what happens when we have our conversation. When you're communicating with me, bring it. Come on, marriage, marriage issues. Mm. Come on, I want to hear about it. I'm your, I'm your father. Because listen, God's fully responsible for those that have fully devoted their lives to Him. And there are those moments in Matthew six, man, when we talk about prayer, where we dig in, we've got to find that quiet place. We've got to find that closet. And we continue to pray and say, God, man, here's what my needs. But I think there's room to kind of push it out and say, you know what? Does it really, there, there may be those prayer moments when we talk about prayer continually that where our voice is silent, that we're just sitting there in the presence of God and we're just meditating on him and all of his goodness and all that's happening around us. It really, the posture, when you think about the posture, and I love the altars that we still have altar calls, and we come and we get down on one knee or, or two knees, and then we try to figure out how in the world am I going to now get up now that I'm down here. But, man, the posture, it really, it really doesn't matter, does it? The, the place where we're kind of having that conversation and we're, we're praying, it can be in the front of our car. Early in the morning, midday, late afternoon, in the evening, as a fully devoted follower of Jesus, we need to have one focus, and that's that we find a place for prayer, period. 
And I love when he can says, be, be thankful in all circumstances, where Paul is writing, be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful even for the fleas. Many of you know the, the, the story uh, with Corey Ten Boom and her sister Betsy Ten Boom. And you, you'll have to research it on your own and figure out what that means and be thankful for the fleas. But it wasn't a good situation. But Betsy's response to Corey was, Corey, we can be thankful for the fleas. Even though this situation is difficult, we can be thankful in every circumstance. And Paul is saying, listen, I know, I know the persecution. I know your backs are against the wall, but let me tell you, early church, be thankful in all circumstances, even when things aren't going your way. How many of you know that when things are just kind of cooking along, man, we can just kind of high five and lift our fists in the air and pump the air and man, say, yeah, I'm thankful, God. I'm wondering, yeah, awesome, Lord, you are praised, yeah. But when things are going sideways, that's where we go, time out, okay, Lord, okay, Lord. God is fully responsible for those that have fully committed their lives to follow him, that even in that most difficult time, we can still say, Lord, let me be thankful in every circumstance. God, even when it's not going my way, even in the moment of no, God, I still choose to say yes to you and to surrender to you. For this is the will of God for those that are in Christ. Jesus. And that's it. That's the the idea of the message tonight. For this is the will of God. Not that for this is the will of God so you had better do it. But this is the will of God so you can do it. Because God is fully responsible. God has equipped us with the power of his Holy Spirit to be able to endure any circumstance, any stress that may come our way. And so what is it that we do with this message, whether you're a new believer or you're you're a seasoned person in your faith tonight, to know that, hey, what do we do from here? When we we take that assessment, when we begin to say, okay, am I truly, if I'm saying that I'm a a fully devoted follower of Christ, what does that look like? What is that one area or multiple areas that, man, I'm still, I'm still trying to hammer down and I know that it's more challenging one day than the other, but God, I'm committing my life to you. I know that, that you're going to, God, I know the victory is right around the corner. Because I've committed my life to following you. And God, I will be joyful. And Father, I will be prayerful. And I will be thankful because you're the one that redeemed me. You're the one that saved me. And one thing that we do when we think about what Pastor Dan and his team has done in this wonderful prayer journal, when we talk about pray continually, what a great resource, what a great tool for us to say, what is it that we can do come January 1 of 2020 when we go and kind of brush it off real quick and say, okay, this a lot of work, a lot of effort has gone into this. Let me just flip over here to January 1 and, and begin to list everything that's really on my plate right now, God. What is it that's... Just just, just just, tagging me every day. But, oh, by the way, Father, let me, let me lift this missionary up to you. 
How many of you know that Dustin Sunset is grateful for the prayers that are being lifted up for his family and the ministry and other missionaries around the world and right here in our community? And we say, man, here's a great, here's an application. Here's a great idea right here. Let's actually use the prayer journal for 2020 and pray continually. Imagine, imagine with me what your life, as you stand with me tonight, Imagine with me what your life, your home, your relationship, your current situation, what it, what it can be like, what it can look like if you just come back with the understanding and the faith and the trust that God is fully responsible for those that have devoted their lives to him. Amen? That's the God that we serve. So, Father, thank you for tonight. Lord, as we prepare to open these altars, God, and we spend just a few minutes in your presence, I believe that we've heard from you tonight. God, that we've received, Lord, just the challenge, the reminder that if we're, if we're waving that banner and we should be waving that banner that we're followers of you. God, that we should. Lord, it should be manifested, Lord, that we're, that we're joyful, that we rejoice always. Lord, and if we're waving that banner, there, there should be no doubt that we're engaging in prayer every day. God, two weeks we'll have an opportunity as a church, as a community, as a nation to step forth and to give you thanks. But God, we have 364 other days that you've given to us to be able to express that. And God, you give us the power and the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. So I pray now, Lord, that as we kind of enter into this time for just a few minutes, Lord, as we step out and step forward to come and, and find a prayer partner tonight, Lord, that we would be encouraged within our spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. So as the, as the band plays, if you feel moved to come and find someone to pray with you, we're going to come back in just a couple of minutes uh, with tonight's benediction. Singing, I surrender. surrender.
So Lord, we do thank you for tonight's opportunity to come and uh, just sit in your presence. God, and I don't want to leave tonight without giving someone the opportunity uh, to make that commitment tonight. Lord, we know that there are people that watch online that are searching for an answer. God, that there are people that drive by our campus, our church every day, every week. And they finally get the courage and the boldness to turn in and say, I'm going to go to church. So Lord, if there's someone here tonight, Father, that is in search of the answers to life, God, let them know that those answers can be found in your son. And that by a simple prayer of asking for forgiveness and for you to come into their life and to be the ruler and for their sins to be forgiven, that they can be a part of the family of God. And in that moment, they have been redeemed. And in that moment, you've taken full responsibility for their life. I pray, God, that that would happen tonight, Lord, before we leave, that if there's someone here, that they would say that prayer. And God, then let them know that there's a church family that wants to walk with them, not only today, but then the next day and the following week and then the following month, and, and that we want to journey with them. So, Lord, I pray, God, that they would have the courage and the confidence to make that choice, that decision right now, right now, in their seat, watching online. And then I pray, Father, for uh, the rest of us that are here. I pray, God, that we would continue to move forward in, in Paul's instruction to the early church to continue to do what you're doing, but do more of it. I pray, God, that we would embrace that and, and that, Lord, we would continue to do more of it. Father, that we would find great joy. Lord, that we would spend time in prayer. God, and give thanks always, for this is your will. I pray now, especially special blessing of favor upon the house. Lord, let us depart safely. Let us get to our homes and then bring us back, Father, on Sunday, ready to worship you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. The band's going to continue to play, so if you'd like to hang out with us for just a few minutes, continue to worship with us tonight. God bless. Have a good week. We're singing our